You've got ideas, you've got ambition, you've got no time, or so you think. I'm Marissa Lonick, and I help busy moms with big dreams and no time. Join me each week as I dive into time management strategies, goal setting and achieving framework, and inspiring guests who are juggling mom life, work life, fill in the blank life. Dreams don't work unless you do, and just because you're a mom doesn't mean you can't still make it happen, whatever it means to you. Welcome to the Mama Work It podcast. Hey mamas, welcome back to another episode of the Mama Work It podcast. I am so excited today. We have Kylie Kelly on the show. So Kylie is a maternity leave coach and podcast host at The Pregnant CEO. She helps pregnant entrepreneurs plan and fund their own maternity leave, empowering them to not only take leave with their new baby, but to return to a business that is thriving and profitable. She loves doing life on her own terms as a mama of two crazy boys, Spencer and Samuel, and can't seem to say no when asked if she wants a gin and tonic. I love that. (laughs) (laughs) So Kylie, thank you so much for being here. Oh, thank you so much for having me. I'm so excited for this conversation today. Me too. Me too. All right. Well, first things first, tell us more about you, how you got started on your journey with the pregnant CEO. Yeah, of course. So I think like a lot of women in business, it came out of experiencing it myself, right? So in 2017, when I had Spencer, I was also self-employed. I was a wedding photographer back then. I had my own wedding photography studio, international weddings booked, like loved what I did, thought because I loved what I did that I wouldn't need to take any maternity leave. I thought I could just, you know, pop this baby out and get right on back to it and be the the superwoman that I kind of dreamt of being. And I love the idea of that. And the reality couldn't have been further from the truth. Um, so I had Spencer, I was replying to client emails in the hospital, like 12 hours after I had him, I was getting back to wedding straight away. I was trying to get my head around this transition, right, of having no children and then becoming a mother while still having the pressure of financially providing for our family and of these bookings I still had to fulfill and all of that to say it was really tough. I suffered from postpartum depression, anxiety, all the things whilst getting really lost in that journey. And um, yeah, it was terrible. It was incredibly tough. And then fast forward that when I had my second son Samuel in 2020, I kind of learned from that experience and did things a lot differently and was able to actually take some time to really soak in that postpartum period with Sam and bond with him and get to know him and just look after myself as well as my family. Um, And then after all of that, I was like, oh my goodness, I can't be the only woman that is going through this. And then I started having conversations with other self-employed women that were like struggling as well. So the pregnancy I was born out of that kind of experience. And since then, I've been able to come alongside women and really change that journey for them, um, which just fills me up. I'm so passionate about it. Wow. I love that story. And I love that I just learned that you were a wedding photographer. I had no idea that you did this in your pre-pregnancy CEO life. I know. I know. It's like, yeah, the life before this one, right? <laughs> yeah. Well, we all go through the seasons, right? Like mm. different seasons in life, motherhood season, teething season, 
pandemic season. <laughs> yeah. Well, I'm really excited to talk about this concept because I have never actually experienced this fully. Like I was employed as a corporate executive all three times that I took maternity leave. So even though for my last maternity leave, I was running my business, I didn't feel the same level of pressure that I imagine many mom entrepreneurs feel because I wasn't relying on those finances as my sole income. So, you know, I was just ambitious working my business, wanting to continue building and grow it, but not feeling that financial necessity to keep bringing in the money at that time. So I'm curious for the moms who are in those shoes of being fully, have, having fully stepped into their own business pre-motherhood or you know, during that journey of being pregnant and then having to um, take leave or want, not unsure how to take leave, what are the steps to planning your maternity leave as a mompreneur, as a mom in business? Yeah, great question. And I think firstly, it's important to recognize that you can do it. Like it feels like it's this big goal, right? Especially when we find out we're pregnant and there's so many other things going through our head at the same time. I think it's really important to recognize that we can do this. We don't have to choose between having a business or starting and adding to our family. Um, and the same guess I goes for any listeners that are employed in corporate but might not have a maternity leave package. Like this is something that um, regardless of where you're at in life, we can definitely prioritize, come up with the goal, create the plan, and you can have this. Um, so step number one is realizing what you want. I think it goes for anything in life, right? What's that dream maternity leave look like for you? Um, some women that I've worked with want to take 12 weeks off and not touch their business, not think about anything else but focusing on the baby. Other women still want to be plugged into their business and be on social media and are okay with their inbox while they're going through this transition. Um, some women want four weeks off. Some women want six months off. Like there's so many things that come into this decision for us. So I think it's really important. It's the very first step to really think about what you want, not what your friends have taken, not what you think you need or you think you should do, what do you actually want and spend some time really reflecting on that. Because once we come up with the the goal, we can then create the plan. So once you've thought about that, you've realized, okay, this is what I'm going for, 12 weeks, whatever that looks like, this is what I'm going for. Then we need to think about the more logistical side of things. So let's look at your financials. Let's look at how much money you actually need to be bringing in on a monthly basis. Um, I like to always encourage my clients to look at the past 12 months and work out a bit of an average because especially if you're self-employed, a lot of us have like these feast and famine months, right? Some months will be really good. Some months might be a little tighter. It kind of ebbs and flows with our business. So look at it from an average monthly perspective just so that we can set a benchmark of what you need to still be bringing in while you're on leave because that's the goal. We don't want you to be pressing pause on your business. Like you said in the intro, Marissa, it's all about coming back to a profitable business and still having money coming in. So once we figure out what that monthly average is, we can set things up so that you're still having income coming in, which I'm sure we can get into. Um, but finding out what that monthly average is. Um, and then the third step, which can seem really overwhelming, but I always encourage women to do a massive brain dump. So think about this as like your maternity leave to-do list. What do you need to get done what does your business need to be happening while you're on leave? And just get it all out on paper. And then you're going to sort it into three columns. Things that you can batch ahead of time, 
things that you can automate and then stuff you can outsource. So once we can create this really clear sort of strategy of what needs to be done in advance, you can then start working on it piece by piece, depending on where you are. So some women might have just found out that they're pregnant and they might have, you know, seven, eight months to go before they're going on leave. Others might just be thinking about this after they've been pregnant for six months and only have a little bit of time left. So um, I think it's just really important to be very clear in those columns and perhaps if you don't have much time left you're going to outsource more or or be flexible with what you need but getting really clear on what you need to get done before that due date rolls around yeah those are great tips i think those are awesome so tangible i have a question a Mm follow-up question to that so when is the best time to start planning for this is it like the day you pee on the stick and find out you're pregnant <laughs> yeah I, I think um I think it's important to take some time after you pee on the stick like, right to take some time to actually come to terms with what this means but um again I think it always comes back to listening to yourself and your body I always encourage women you know that first trimester can be really rough right you can some women like have terrible morning sickness and can feel terrible um, and you don't want to be rushing through this process if you just want to be in bed asleep. Like I think it's really important to listen to your body and then know that that's not going to last forever and when you do have that bit of space, you know, you feel a little bit better, you can get down to planning this out. Um, obviously, the sooner the better but no matter where you pick this up, you can still make progress and Even if you don't get it all done, right? Even if you do all of these steps and you have this massive to-do list and you're working away and you don't get it all done, it's still going to be better than not doing anything at all. It's still going to put you in a better place than what it would have if you hadn't have started with this plan. Absolutely. Yeah. Do you ever work with women who are not pregnant yet? but it's in their future plan, like their two-year plan or one-year plan to, you know, move in that direction. And they're just, they're planners. So they want to think about this then. Do you ever work with women in that stage? Yeah, a hundred percent. I've actually got, I run a community. So um, I did a summit back in May, um, the pregnancy CEO summit. And after that, I started a community for women so they could connect with each other that were going through this process. And I actually had a handful of women that weren't pregnant yet join um, because of that, because they wanted to get a bit of a head start. And I think it's really smart. I resonate with that. I'm a planner. I wish I had have been uh, or had that foresight the first time around for myself. Um, but I think the sooner you can get started, the better. And I mean, it's just setting our business up to work smarter, not harder right anyway. It's kind of just getting smarter with our time. And, and like you teach about all that productivity and, and actually setting ourselves up so that it, we're working smarter anyway. And then this whole process is so much easier if we've set our business up that way from the start. Yeah, absolutely. I agree. So I'm curious in your opinion, how do you feel about just the the sheer necessity of taking maternity leave and what should that look like? I mean, I know you said for, it really depends on what that woman's vision is for that, but how necessary Mm -hmm. is this time? Look, I think as you can tell from my experience, I'm a huge believer that it's important to create the space for it. Um, In saying that, everyone's experience is different. I've spoken to some women that haven't taken leave and that have had, you know, a really cruisy, easy pregnancy, have had an incredible birth that's just 
gone to plan. Um, they've had a great sleeper and they're like, oh, I don't see what the fuss is. Like, and I, and I get that. That's amazing. And I'm so, I'm so happy that they can have that experience. But I think the whole point of this as well is like nothing is certain. So with pregnancy, with birth, with postpartum, everything is kind of uncertain, right? You don't know how it's going to go. So at least by planning to take leave, it doesn't mean you have to take it. You know, you could plan, you could do all this work. You could plan for 12 weeks. Perhaps you really need to take six awesome. Perhaps you need to take two. Amazing. Perhaps you need to take all of the time. So I think it's really important just to almost plan for the worst and hope for the best. I always kind of like to go into it with that kind of mindset um, because we we want to enjoy this transition. We want to enjoy this experience. We don't want to feel the pressure, right? And I think if we can have that plan, at least then we have the space if we need it. Um, so yeah, yeah, I think it is really important. Yeah, better to be overprepared than underprepared. I agree. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. You know, when I I think about my last maternity leave because I was running my business, I said alongside my corporate career, and I was trying to do all the things. And if I can be really honest here, I was probably a little cocky at the time, right? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like, yeah. <laughs> I was having my fourth baby, so I'm like, I've done this a few times already. Mm-hmm. I was taking a leave of absence, a maternity leave for my full-time role, my mm-hmm. corporate role, which meant a lot of hours and pressure alleviated from my daily routine, and I had super ambitious goals in my business mm-hmm. during my maternity leave, right? My quote maternity leave. So Even though I was taking leave, I wasn't really planning to give myself that time and space (laughs) that you totally forget no matter how many pregnancies you've had. And I had had two prior to that. Um, But you need, you really need. Like I quickly realized I could not dive headfirst right away. Mm -hmm. Like I was being so unreasonable about all of this. And this is from not a first time mom here. Okay. Like obviously... I had a new baby to take care of. And then I had three other kids and like my own hot mess express postpartum self that, mm-hmm. you know, I know I don't, I'm just one of those people that does not do well on the lack of sleep. I know mm-hmm. many moms can handle that well. I cannot. <laughs> so, you know, I really, I probably could have benefited even from, even as someone who was juggling the two worlds and and quote unquote, taking a leave from actually giving myself a leave from the business growth at the time, even though it wasn't my main thing. I I totally get it. I love that. And I think um, as most of our listeners can probably relate, like high-performing women, we have big dreams. We have big goals. We've got stuff we want to get done. And I can imagine taking the leave from your corporate job. You're like, oh my God, I'm going to have all this time, right? Mm -hmm. I'm going to Suddenly, I don't have to commute. I don't have to go into the office. I don't have to do all this. I'll I'll just have a baby, but I've got all this time. And I've fallen into the same trap. And I think um, you're right. I think sometimes we fail to realize just how much like the sleep deprivation and all these responsibilities, like how much time that stuff actually takes and the impact it has. Because I'm like you, I needed, you know, I need eight, eight hours sleep. (laughs) <laughs> to function, to make good decisions, yeah. to to write content, to actually make sense. And you don't often get that with a newborn or even with young kids, to be honest. Yeah. I'm struggling still. <laughs> but Totally. And just like the hormonal imbalance and mm. like all the feelings of the transition of taking your family from zero kids to one kid or two to three kids or whatever, you know, mm-hmm. that looks like to you. Like there is so much to juggle no matter, you know, what number of pregnancy this is, where you're at. It's just, it's really 
a huge transition. So I think as a, at a minimum, I like to say like that first month, don't expect anything of yourself. <laughs> really yeah. is, is uh, that's uh, for me anyway, that's what I felt. Yeah. And then uh, of course, you know, if, if you are feeling better than you expect and you've got little windows of time, yeah. If, if you're inspired and you're energetic and you want to do something, that's a whole different energy to, to go and do a task from, right. Then yeah. the pressure of like, I have to. So yeah, I agree with you at least a month to just get used to it and then be but be flexible with that like if you feel like you've got the energy and you want to go back and and touch something earlier then go for it yeah yeah the have to versus get to mindset yes exactly Mm -hmm. yes makes a huge difference yeah so what would you say to any of our listeners that are thinking right now maybe they're they're in the mindset that I was in last (laughs) last time I went through this that like they don't necessarily need to leave aka me, right? How I was like, what would you say to me in that moment? Or what would you say to a listener who's thinking that? I get it. I get it. I think it's really important. Like we just mentioned to still plan for it. You don't, doesn't mean you have to take it, but still plan for it so that you have the space just in case that nothing is guaranteed. Nothing is certain. And at least by honoring that time and that, that transition by giving yourself grace, even to physically heal and to, to get back to where you might want to be for yourself, for your business, for your family. Um, You're never going to regret it. There's no rules. You make up the rules so you can always go back earlier. But just just try to make the space first, just in case. (laughs) Yeah, that's great advice. Great advice. All right. Well, we are going to move on to the lightning part of (laughs) our show now. This is where we are going to ask you some just for fun kind of questions just to get to know you a little bit better. And yeah, are you ready? Oh, I am. I, I must admit, I was more nervous about this than anything else looking at the questions. <laughs> oh my gosh. Yeah. These are, so, yeah. these are kind of, they're kind of fun and sometimes they can stump you, but they're, they're fun. Okay. I love it. Bring it. All right. Yeah. I think I already know the answer to this because of your intro, but what's your cocktail of choice? Oh yeah. So anything with gin, exactly. Like... <laughs> Bio said, I must admit I'm pretty simple. However, I'm I'm not a massive cocktail drinker, so a gin and tonic or a glass of red wine, and I am one happy girl. <laughs> yeah. Okay. If you could have any superpower, what would it be? Oh, see, I love this question. I was thinking, I was thinking things like you know invisibility or like really cool superheroes, superpowers. But I think actually it would be being able to like heal and make better because that is something, and I know that sounds really corny, but that's something that really affects me, even like watching a film on TV or watching a movie or something when somebody gets injured. I'd love to be able to just heal and make someone better. Maybe I should have been a doctor. Maybe that's. Yeah, maybe that's for next season for you. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Going to medical school. Yeah. All right. What if you could only eat one food for the rest of your life? What would it be? Calories don't count. Oh, see, I have to say chocolate. I have a, have a massive sweet tooth and I can never, I can never go to the grocery store and not purchase a chocolate at the moment. It's actually a real problem that I need to work I on. I understand from one chocolate lover to another. Do you have a specific <laughs> brand you love? I'm just curious. Well, apparently, so my husband's from the UK and apparently the chocolate we get here in Australia is not as good as, as British chocolate. So 
I don't know. I don't know whether my Cadbury selection would even compare to what you can get over in the States. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I think every country has like their their pride and joy of chocolate, right? <laughs> yeah, that's true. <laughs> For sure. All right. What book are you reading right now? So I just finished reading Where the Crawdads Sing by Delia Owens um, and mainly because there's a film coming out and I wanted to like beat the film because apparently it's really good and it, it was a great read. It was a little slow to start but I really enjoyed it once I got in um, and I've actually just picked up Jenna Kutcher's new book um, that I'm reading at the moment, um, How Are You Really? And it's, yeah, I'm really enjoying that. Yeah, I like Jenna Kutcher. Okay, and finally, what's your guilty pleasure TV show? Oh gosh, I love this question. <laughs> I love anything dramatic. I must admit I got into The Bachelor and The Bachelorette and the reality TV stuff. I also love any like real crime drama, anything where I can just like get lost in the story, I think for me. Yeah. Yeah. I agree. I like a good I like a good reality TV show when I need to really like disconnect and not think. Yeah. I binge a lot of the Netflix ones personally yes, <laughs> yes. Um, I I do love a good yeah. Netflix binge I what was that one there's um oh I watched it was like a real estate or oh, what is it called it's a show about um realtors in Hollywood oh it, oh yes it I was really one, enjoyable I know what you're yeah. talking about yeah yeah yeah, yeah. it's really good um, well <laughs> I'm sure we could go on and on in this conversation but before we wrap up please tell our listeners where they can find you Yes, yeah, so you can connect with me over on Instagram. You can find me at Kylie Kelly. Or if you want more information about The Pregnant CEO, it's just thepregnantceo.com. Um, and I've also got a free private podcast series. I'd love to gift the listeners with a coupon code. So I'll give Marissa the link, but it's all about working smarter, not harder in your business, productivity. Um, it's incredible. So I'd love to gift the, um, your listeners that as well. Absolutely. Yeah, we will totally put that in the show notes. Thank you so much for being so generous. And thank you for being here, Kylie. Oh, thanks for having me. That was fun. You've been listening to the Mama Work It podcast. I hope you've enjoyed this episode and would love if you could take a quick minute to leave me a review on whichever platform you're listening from and maybe even send a note to a fellow mama friend recommending it. Reviews and recs help this podcast grow and reach more like-minded, awesome moms. And if you haven't subscribed yet, don't forget to click that button so we can stay in touch, girl. By the way, if you haven't checked out the Mama Work It website, please do. There are lots of free resources and great articles there that can help you with the juggle of work life, mom life, wife life, fill in the blank life. So head on over. Thanks again for being part of the tribe. I'll see you soon, but in the meantime, keep on working it, mama.